Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Dr. Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu. That's racist. Like the fiendish plot of Dr. Fu oh, Manchu. Oh, that one. That's a good movie too. Yeah, right? Where's that movie at? Yeah. Where's it with all the mystery movies coming out? Yeah. Better than Street Justice. What, what is that movie called again? <laughs> Don't do this again. Martial Law 2. Martial Law 2. Okay. It's no Martial Law 2. And nothing is, thank God. Can you imagine? So far. You just keep getting, we got to keep going down the rabbit, rabbit hole. Can you imagine though, if Mission to Justice really would have been Martial Law 3? That would have been oh, terrible. It would have been better. I mean, it, no, well, no. it was still better than part two. And I said rabbit hole, but I meant robot hole. <laughs> Some kind of hole. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a robot hole now. Sure. It's Tubi, like when you open the Tubi site, it says open your next rabbit hole. It should say open your next robot hole. Come on, Tubi. It, it, I know it's supposed to be kind of a goof on, you know, on the boob tube kind of thing. Yeah. But for us, it's kind of like, well, what's the next movie? Well, it's to be this. It's to be this movie. To be or not to be. Yeah. So, but yeah, why didn't we call it that? <laughs> we, I don't know. March Madness. Because March well, Madness, well, yeah, March Madness was the th- a theme. Well, we were trying to come up with something, right? That's a good title, right? We can call it that if we, if we do that once a month on Patreon. Yeah. To be or not to, to be. To be or not to be. Because <laughs> sometimes it'll be Tubi, sometimes it'll be Freebie. Sure. Sure. We'll have to tell people which one it is. We'll have to uh, anyway, um, I'm still in the midst of our fifth movie, which will drop on Friday. It's been, um, um, well, let's just say that regardless of what you hear from us on Friday, I think we closed out with a good one. Um, it was, it's like we said before, it's no martial law too. <laughs> it's no martial law too. No. I, I do want to apologize to Chris Hayes, guitar player of Huey Lewis in the news. Yes. Uh, I, I, I mentioned, I, I called him Sean Hayes. <laughs> yeah. Which, Sean Hayes is a totally different person and he's an yeah, actor. Totally. Sure. Sure. He can sing. He can play guitar. Yes. I've but, heard him on, but he's, but he's uh, not on Huey Lewis in the news. He's not. <laughs> no. Dude. I've been having South Park's new episodes like thrust in my face every time I open up HBO Max and I, I went to watch them and, I'm, and I realized I didn't watch the episodes from last year. I mean, I'd seen the pandemic special and then the couple other specials that they had running on Paramount Plus and that was been a little bit of the confusion and I don't know why this was. Because you remember when, uh, when HBO Max first launched, Train and Matt signed that really big deal with them, that like half a billion dollar deal. And I didn't realize that, I mean, I knew, I thought it was just for South Park and, but then pandemic hit and then Paramount Plus turned, you know, what the hell was it called? CBS All Access turned into Paramount Plus. And then they had to start putting these pandemics, I mean, these specials on where they weren't, which made sense because it's Comedy Central, right? And I guess it's the stuff that was separate from their deal with HBO. So very confusing. So that's why I didn't realize there was actually new episodes last year. So I watched those and I'm totally current now, but holy shit, man, they, that show just gets better every year, every season. They take aim at chat GPT, you know, for AI writing, you know, yeah, for writing songs. Um, it's great because Trey, of course, obviously, cause it's a, it's, it's the South park move, right? to do an episode about something like chat GPT and then use chat GPT to write the episode, which is what they sure. did. <laughs> and well, what's funny is like, that's the, one of the biggest conceits apparently that the writer's guild is already having going into this potential strike with the studios and, and stuff is that they're going to allow a certain level of artificial intelligence to be allowed 
in the development writing process. Like that's fucking weird to me. And they're saying it's not going to have an effect on writers and their overall careers and, and their livelihood. I don't see how that's possible. I mean, most writers are robots anyway, aren't they? Well, if they're writing for the studio, sure. <laughs> Specs, not, and that, you know, anyway. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to conceit. It's a weird, but it's, but that's, I figured that was something you go to the mats for, right? Wouldn't you like fight for like not having that in there? But um, I think a lot, it's been interesting because a lot of writers on Twitter have been surprised by, by that as if the powers that be higher up at the writer's guild <laughs> didn't let the, let the members know <laughs> that they were going to take that position. It's very weird, but it is weird. I don't, I mean, I'm not sure how, I, I don't, uh, don't know how it's all going to work out. Well, I mean, they made the initial, uh, the initial announcement and then more details start coming out the next day about what that actually means, but whatever. It's nothing much more to say about it at this point. And unfortunately, um, I'm not part of the guild anymore, so I'm not actively aware of what's going on. I'm, you know, I'm obviously, I'm want, wanting to the, the writer to get as much as possible because everything has changed again. I mean, honestly, the, this strike, this this, this um, bargaining agreement should have happened before the pandemic. The only reason it's happening now is because of that. And they were on the, cause that, that if you remember, this is not for you. I know you remember, but for the audience that kind of pays attention to these things at that time before the pandemic kicked in lockdown happened, one of the biggest problems that the guild was having was the uh, representation packaging you know, certain writers and certain directors and certain actors together because they all fall under the same uh, agency, which is a problem, obviously, because it affected the quality of work. It affected, it kind of forced you to have to work with people you didn't want to necessarily work with. You didn't have a lot of choices. The packaging thing has been long going for a long, has been part of the business for a very long time. And now it's kind of the point where nobody gives a fuck about what they're making. They're just saying, Hey, this guy's ours and we're going to go ahead and put him in here. If you want that, you want, you want, if you want this person, you have to take this person. And then it, like I said, it affects the, the quality of work that's being done. Maybe that's why they're conceding the whole AI thing right now, because they want to keep the focus on the packaging thing. But what are you going to do when they want to package you with artificial intelligence? Right. Mm, I don't know. I feel like I work with artificial intelligence every day. <laughs> Well, we do. If you're working in Photoshop, right? If you're working, it's artificial intelligence, content aware yeah. film. Damn, that's what it is. Correct. That's where it starts, man. It's just becoming more prevalent and sentient. <laughs> that being said. Yeah. Um, what else is going on, man? Like, uh, aren't there a bunch of movies coming out on tomorrow? Yeah, dude. We, there's a... Boy, if there was a day... <laughs> That I've seen, I haven't seen a day like this with the whole gamut of movies that we've talked about, that we've covered, either hit seeing their first Blu-ray release or they're getting bumped up to 4K. Exorcist 3, Dead Silence, which we just covered a short while ago, was it December, right? Is that where we did it? Sounds like Ghost, yeah, Ghost Story Month. Mm -hmm. Jokingly, mm -hmm. I referred to Freeway 2 the other day, and that's actually getting released by Vinegar Syndrome, so... That the the rights for that show that movie has been kind of dicey. But the interesting about that movie, I mean, I identified it last week when we were talking because of Natasha Leone has been put back in the forefront because of most recently because of Poker Face on Peacock. But before that, you know, Russian Doll on Netflix kind of brought her back up there along with Orange Is the New Black. 
I'm, I'm glad she's had a rebound. I, she's such a blast to watch, but especially Poker Face, man. That's a really fun show. It's Freeway 2. Is that the Trick Baby? Yes. Oh, yeah. Vincent Gallo. Yeah, Vincent Gallo, right. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> yeah, man. But there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, everything from super obvious and well-intended studio fare all the way down to movies. You're like, what the fuck is that? And Netflix has did that weird thing where they put out All Quiet on the Western Front, that thing where they don't usually put out, you know, their optical movies, their movies on optical. Is that going straight to Criterion, like uh, The Irishman? No, it's actually just a standard release. Oh. Yeah. There you go. And a Dawson's Creek box set. Yeah, I get that Dawson's Creek complete set. Right. <laughs> no. Dawson's Creek. Um, yeah. Okay, but the movie of the year. Right? Which one? Plane. <laughs> the plane. No, yeah, it's man. just plane, it's man. Plane. plane, like, is in plane. This yeah. movie is plane. <laughs> Might as well be. I mean, it is. Funny enough, it, I actually heard it, was, it, it, was, it wasn't it's bad. It's not good. No, yeah, well, I mean, g- give, give it a watch. You tell me. Yeah, I mean, I would watch it for Coulter. Plane, plane is a really, yes, I didn't realize they had taken the off of it, but plane is a pretty good, yeah, you've seen it all before is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, especially with him, that's, it's, he's become, it were, when it seemed like all Liam Neeson doing was some kind of derivative of Taken, that's what I feel like, that's I feel like that Gerard Butler has been doing ever since the fucking White House movie he did. <laughs> Olympus, Olympus, what the fuck was it called? Olympus has fallen. I don't know what the hell, I don't remember it. The first two of those are pretty fun. I know, but it's in London and London. Yeah. But he's just kind of doing it. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's just, he's just, just die hard, that. diehard derivative that he just keeps doing over and over. Actually, technically it started with gamer. A gamer was a lot like that. And then he just kind of got big. It was a bigger budget fair. And then became, then he became the, the new John McClane, if you will. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I did like a law abiding citizen. I think was it. No, oh, that was, that was good. Gerard Butler movie. And that was, that was a pretty heavy movie. And I, and I went and it, the original script for that was the way it ended was, let's put it this way. The way it originally was supposed to end would have fit perfectly with death sentence as a double feature. That's how gnarly that movie was. Yep. Totally. I like Gerard Butler. Okay. I'm just kind of bummed. He's like, I wish somebody would put him back in something that like rock and roller. Yeah. Come on, guy. Put him back in one of your movies, dude. He deserves that kind of... Speaking of diehard riffing movies, uh, I, I on, the, on the plane last week, I, I got into... I had time to watch three movies. That's how long the flight was. <laughs> uh, but the first one I watched was Violent Night. <laughs> Have you seen Violent Night? No. Melody and Joy saw it in the theater back in December. I was too busy working with uh, doing World Cup and stuff, so I didn't see it. It, it actually... With, you know, David Harbour is really good in it. It's it. Here's the thing. It it's um, it's almost there. Almost. <laughs> there are parts of it I liked very much, and then there's some of it that's just not. It's literally when 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 it turns into Die Hard two, when the uh, when the army shows up and they're bad guys, <laughs> like it's lifting a little too much. But there are some winks and nods. They know that they're ripping off Die Hard, right? And they totally go with it. So it's 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 not bad, but. It definitely has some moments and it was uh, better than expected uh, for, you know, for that diehard uh, ripoff movie. Gotcha. I wasn't sure because I didn't know anything about it. I just saw it. I was like, oh, violent. I, I, I thought it was going to be more like Silent Night, Deadly Night with like Santa Claus as a killer. And what? And why would you not think that? Because that's what the cover of them and the one sheet looks like. 
Of course. That's what led me down that road. You better watch out. I was like, oh, punish, punish. <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> you know, and I, I wasn't, I didn't get that movie, but I did get a kind of pretty enjoyable, uh, diehard knockoff with, um, you know, with some, with some, some good performances and then a couple not so good performances, but it was fun. Uh, so I watched that. Then I finally got around to watching Confess Fletch with John Hamm. Right. On the Peacock. Which I have to say, I enjoyed in spite of myself. I, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to dig it because I'm a fan. I'm a diehard fan of the first Fletch. Right. Uh, the second Fletch, not so much. But I love the books. Sometimes Hamm's hit or miss for me. Right. But he, he's pretty good as Fletch, man. Yeah. They definitely got the, uh, the vibe right, the uh, flavor of the book. Right. So, you know, bravo. I don't like the original Fletch or the sequel. I, I don't care for him, either one of them. Um, I guess just because I don't like Chevy Chase. I just, he just never really, I mean, again, like, like for you and John Hamm, for Chevy Chase, it's sometimes he's the, the, the least annoying part of a movie. And then I can watch it. Like I like, it doesn't really matter, but I don't like, as far as like, I can name movies of his that I enjoy that he's in that I, I like despite speaking of Beverly Seems Dancer. like old times. Come on, dude. No, no, that's fine. But that, that, that I, I like that. I like modern problems. Foul play. I, I like certain movies. Yeah, I know. I get you. He didn't get in his own way. But the director of Violent Night, and this is why I should have totally been on board, was Tommy Wurkola. And he did the Dead Snow movies. But probably one of my favorite movies of the last 20 years, or sorry, the last, uh, last 10 years, 15 years of like movies that you know are just going to be cornball, but are still a fucking blast. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. I fucking love that movie. It's it. If you see Dead Snow and you go to Hansel and Gretel, you totally get it. And then Dead Snow is a totally nutty. He said I should have totally been on board with Violent Night. And honestly, I would have gone to the movies with them had I not been dealing with World Cup. But I I think he's a smart director and he and he he kind of knows his audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So later on this year, he's got Spermageddon coming out. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a sequel to Violent Night, right? Sounds like Santa Claus dropping a seed. Confess Fletch has some very f- inspired performances in it. Marsha Gay Harden uh, almost steals the show right. as the Countess. I have to say, uh, I would, I would, I would gladly take another uh, Fletch movie with Ham. Um, so God, I hope they make another one. I mean, I don't, I don't know that this one did the box office to warrant another one but you know does that really does that really stop things these days yeah yeah the, I, I think violent night 2 was already rolling uh was already like announced after the oh, first not violent i'm not talking about violent night i'm talking oh, about oh, Confess, oh, Fletch. Oh, Fletch. right 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 fletch yeah i didn't finish answering the other thing before yeah um you know what i can see them doing it it looks like it was a 20 million dollar movie that that grossed five hundred thousand worldwide so i don't know man maybe it's just gonna go straight to streamer because it did hit peacock at the same time that that makes sense. That's why I kind of had that thing. I, I can see them doing another one. But it just yeah. I mean, God, I hope so. This one was this this was this was a good run. And uh, Greg Matola, who directed the Day Trippers, which I love, and Superbad. So yep. so you kind of know the humor, and he's kind of perfect for Fletch. So hope to, hopefully get one more. And, and, and don't forget for Adventureland. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw it. That's yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, is it is Roy Wood Jr. in it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. see, he's great. I like him a lot. He's good. He 
Yeah, he plays Slow Mo Monroe. <laughs> what a name. Inspector Morris Monroe. No, that's his nickname, Slow oh. Mo. <laughs> that Fletch calls him Slow Mo. Aiden uh, uh, Mayeri is in it. Kevin Slatterly, Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, for, for those of you who watch Dave on FX, Travis Bennett is in there too, playing. I, I, yeah, he's good. I like him a lot of stuff too. So, I mean, it's on Peacock now. So, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I watched it on a plane, so I was a you know, captive audience, but, you know, it did make my flight more enjoyable for sure. Right. For 90 minutes. And then I had another, then I had one more hole to fill after those two movies. And um, so I took a gamble, rolled the dice, and was like, you know, I used to like Sam Raimi. I want to see what Sam Raimi's up to. And I, and I tried to watch Doctor Strange yeah. uh, in the multiverse and mm. uh, I couldn't get through it, man. Not surprising because I don't, I can say that about mostly every Marvel movie I've ever tried to watch. Right. But this one I found to be exceptionally bad. Like, and I'm sure it's because it started in the middle of something that I don't really have any frame of reference to. But, you know, other than the Bruce Campbell cameo, uh, nothing made, I didn't think anything was good about it. The the thing about the movie is that it's more tied, not to the, the whole end game to the thing. Spo- Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man well, multiverse thing? Is that, I, I don't know, because I don't follow Marvel enough. A lot less than that. They should have been, the way they advertised it was supposed to be a lot more than it was. At least it seemed like what it ended up being more tied to was WandaVision that was on Disney plus. Yeah. Didn't never saw it because this is, I mean, this is like literally a direct sequel to WandaVision that season of WandaVision, which actually was quite good because it, you really, it didn't really matter too much if you'd seen all of the Marvel movies or not. It was easy enough to figure out what was going on, but no, I, I can't disagree with you. I came out of there. I know Joey was kind of like into it, but Hey, you know what? That's as close as Marvel's ever going to be to making a horror movie. Don't even look at, you know, Werewolf at Night because it's not the same thing. Plus, that's also a short. I felt like Sam, like, I mean, okay, cool. We get zombie Doctor Strange. I'm like, but really, I mean, it, there was, it, we, I've talked about on this show before, like, you know, the, the YouTube channel pitch meeting and also how it should have ended, the, the animated they both have the same kind of tone where they're kind of like snarky way looking at the movie and why certain things don't make sense. And like, well, you know, the story they're trying to tell is always very conflicted in, in choices that are made. Right. That's kind of what those two, two, two YouTube channels are like. There's so much about this movie and for a movie this long, it shouldn't have been as long as it was one. And second of all, I hate the fact it just starts right in the middle of something. I don't usually don't mind that. I mean, how much we praise the opening of Lethal Weapon 2 being right in the middle of a car chase. Yeah, I can't disagree with you, dude. It's like, it's not... Well, it's funny because I thought, oh, God, did I start this movie? Did this movie just start in the middle of a movie? And then I really, it was only 93 minutes long, which I thought was extremely short for a Marvel movie. I mean, because I feel like the last one I tried to watch was like three hours long and I couldn't do that either. I woke up with melt, melted M&Ms on my pants. So, hey, look, since we're talking about Raimi, we're, we're um, just a few weeks away from De- uh, Evil Dead Rise coming up. Is this the one where they, like, a car show and, you know, the Evil Dead show up and they take over all these lowriders? Sure. I mean, is that what you said? Evil Dead Rides? No, Rise. Oh, Rise. Yeah. Gotcha. The dead rising from the... Sure. Whatever. Gotcha. Copy. <laughs> The, it premiered at South by and it had, and it did really well. I'm not going to get into that. Something that happened at the screening at the Q and a, cause people are stupid. If you know, you know, um, one of the things that Sam was saying is that he is not close to the idea of a sequel to drag me to hell. So, yeah, 
Well, it would have to be with different people, right? So it couldn't really be a sequel. I mean, J- Justin Long's like 50 now and that girl is, she died. Can they just start over? No. Like they did, like they did with Evil Dead? No. It would still work with him, with Justin. It would be him trying to find her for the last 17 years or whatever since the last one came out. No. He's all grayed and stuff. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out where it would go. What would be the point? Uh, I mean, just something like, why, why would you die on that, man? I'm not big on doing sequels like 15 years after the movie came out. I don't know. It could work. Yeah, maybe. Well, hey, you know, anything to keep him from making a Marvel movie. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Go for it, dude. Please remake it. <laughs> While you're at it, let's get a Darkman sequel. A real yeah. one. Yeah. Not without Arnold Vindaloo. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a mummy playing the Darkman. Why not reboot Darkman? Mommy, come to my house. What? What'd you say? Combine Darkman and Taken. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Let Sam direct half the movie and let Louis Letier direct the other half. That would, that, let's do that. Let's make that movie. It's like old wrestlers. Like they just tag in, tag out. Isn't that a, an anthology? Yeah. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and uh, Big Boss Man. Speaking of Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Bam Bam Bigelow is in the new Evil Dead. <laughs> Wait, no, that was, uh, was that Snake Eater 3? Yeah, yeah. He was in? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Badass. <laughs> I'm never going to be over Snake Eater 3, dude. Never. Never. What the hell was his name in that? Bam Bam's? Yeah. Oh, uh, what, the- what was his name? It was something really stupid. No, yeah. it was dumber than that. Hang on. It was like Tex. Goose. Goose. How do we forget Goose? Right, especially being the giant Top Gun fans that we are. <laughs> Raised on Top Gun and we forget Talk Goose. Talk to me, Goose. God damn it, dude. Why didn't Lorenzo Lamas ever just say that to Bam Bam Bigelow in the movie? Talk yeah. to me, Goose. Can you imagine how rad that would Missed been. opportunities. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they were thinking logically when they were making that movie. No. No, dude, Coke was flowing. Go ahead and show your pubes. <laughs> I'm going to take a piss and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I'm going to get hit by a car now. Roll the camera. <gasps> oh, dude, what do you shoot him in the foot? Oh my God, that fucking movie. What? <laughs> I feel like we need to revisit that movie like once a year. Yeah, absolutely. Just keep talking about it forever. Stupid. All right. Well, dude. March Madness has come to an end. We got one more episode for you on Friday. Like we mentioned earlier. Yeah. This one's like we said, I think it's a good closer. Still in the midst of editing it because. Hope you guys all enjoyed Street Justice too. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. Martial Law too. <laughs> Martial Law too. You called it marital law like three times. Dude. It made me laugh so hard. That was my get. I mean, marital law might've been a better movie. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to check it out. When you got two characters in there that you, they get presented to you as being partners and they're never together, that just kind of tells makes my joke about marital law. That's why. You know what's weird, dude, is not one Jeff Speakman movie popped up during our whole month. No. How did it come up? I think we just were talking about it and that was it. That's the only time it ever came up was when we just happened to be talking well, about Well, we kept it. saying, where's Perfect Weapon? I couldn't well, believe yeah. it. Maybe it's, you know, it didn't even look. It might not even be on Tubi. No, and I think it's on Paramount because that would make sense to why it would never come up. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but there was a whole bunch of stuff that did come up that, you know, God, we, we, when we do Son of March Madness. Wait, hold on. I'm going to check right now. I'm on Paramount Plus. I'm going to see if it's on here because that'd be funny. Nope. 
You got to buy it on Prime. Buck ninety nine to rent it. Fuck that. Jeff Speakman's like going do it. It's got it's got Mako and James Hong in it, and Mariska Hargitay. Ah, see what a look at that rad cover. What a douche. I worked in a video store and I had this poster on my wall at my house, the uh, apartment that we lived in in Fresno. Hilarious. Oh, dude, it's, dude it starts off with group Snap. The dance oh, yeah. music, it, that's, it starts off with that. He looks like Because I will attack you and you don't want that. Oh. What's this that's line? Snap. Hold on. The Power by Snap. What? Yeah. He looks like anyone else you'd pass on the street. He looks like anyone else you'd pass on the street. <laughs> Where do they find these guys to do these voiceovers? So bad. I'm going to put that in the show notes, that trailer, because it's fucking horrible. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, Terminator. I don't know where you came from. <laughs> so stupid. But you better go back. It's all crap, man. Yeah, man. March Madness comes to a close. We've... Uh, in very quick fashion, figured out what we were doing for April. And uh, that should be a fun one. You know, it's an April Fool's. It's April. You're, you're, you're April fooled by the ending. Yeah. Don't be. We're not dropping anything on Saturday, just so you know. Damn it. I'm not, I want to make sure that's clear. Don't expect anything. Not even on yeah, Patreon. Yeah, don't get greedy. Yeah. Watch the Perfect Weapon trailer instead. Nothing's going to top our Golden Girls one. That was three years ago, by the way. Yeah. Totally. <sighs> Can you believe that? Three. It's been three years. Last week, we, we, we passed, over the last week, we passed that up, didn't we? Yeah, we did. What was the week prior? We, we didn't talk about last week that we passed the 13th. up the, the lockdown. March 13th. I thought it was the 16th. Was it? I don't know. I thought it was that. I don't even remember. Yeah, the 16th. If you like, sure. follow us. No, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we didn't close, close, did we? Nope. If you want to follow us on socials, it's at Karate Pod on Twitter, Letterboxd, and Insta. If you want to follow Corey on Insta, it's Culprit97. Or on the Letterbox, it's Corey underscore Culp. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram, or you can follow me at the Big Red One on Letterboxd.com. That's the Big Red One, Letterboxd.com. 